a sneak peek at what's coming up next. And I say to myself, uh, what's the benefit of sticking to where I am or embracing that uncomfortable change, embracing that struggle, that issue, that hardship that the change will create, that limited amount of time? What's the benefit of that, right? And is that benefit worth dealing with the uncomfortable that that yeah. change is going to bring about? Is that yeah, well, that's, to you that's too? why I quit smoking. I was smoking one to two packs of Newports a day. I started to, to think about it. I'm like, is this really worth it? And it was really Ooh. hard to quit smoking. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Yep. But I talked my way through it. I'm like, well, the long-term benefit, it's going to be better for me if I don't do this. Ooh. Welcome to On the Spectrum Podcast. My name is Nick. And my name is Steven. And we are two human beings who happen to be on the spectrum and trying to live our lives and figure out our journey with being autistic and just journey and being in life, right? Like we're all trying to learn as much as we can. We're all trying to figure out who we are and our place in this world. Uh, some of us obviously got some issues kicking. I'm autistic and bipolar. He's autistic and to depressed maybe adhd we're not 100 sure all the rest of it but we all got our issues we all got our stuff kicking for us we all got differences going on uh and with that um me and steve do not presume to be experts of anything whatsoever i say it at the beginning of every podcast because i really want to make sure people understand that we do not believe we are experts in any of the stuff we talk about but it is topics that either a affect us specifically or it affects you know, the autism community in general. Uh, so if you like, dislike, agree, disagree, if you think I'm completely full of shit at times, which I will sound like I'm completely full of shit at times, if you think so, let me know. Leave us a comment on any one of the social media uh, uh, sites, uh, preferably if you can leave a comment on Spotify or whatever uh, podcast provider that you're listening to this on, it'd be much appreciated. I got winded. Oh, okay. I thought you yeah. were going somewhere. No, I, I got winded, breath. so I had to take a deep breath because I got I thought you were about to rap battle me for a oh, second I there. Oh, I was totally about to not do that. You could probably rap battle. I, I can't worth a damn. I can barely rhyme. Um. So, yeah. So, I had to take a deep breath real quick for anybody listening, not watching. I, I had to stop for a second because I, I felt a little winded. Anyway, our topic for today is change. It's something everybody deals with, all human beings that walk the planet, and no human being likes change. Nobody likes things being different than they were two minutes Except ago. for when they bring the McRib back. <laughs> it's a good change. It's not a good change it's for good. anybody. I, I've actually never had a McRib. Ever? No, but I know some people love it. That there are people who absolutely love the McRib, and uh, they're super excited when it comes back. But fuck, man, like it's heart attack on bread. Didn't they get rid of the filet fish for a while too? They did, they did, and then they brought it back, supposedly new and improved, but it was the same fucking like square. It's basically a glorified fish stick. Yes, that that is literally what it is. It's yeah. it's a fish stick on bread. Yeah, it's a it's a way for adults to justify having fish fish sticks still. Well, they, that's a common thing over in the UK, right? They like uh, fish sticks. <clears throat> really? Yeah, it's like a... I'm <clears throat> sorry, I'm like a little... Coffee. He's coffee. It's uh Yeah. They they like fish sticks with... I mean, I don't know. This could just be from watching television, but... That could be. It seems too. like they, they like fish sticks and yeah. um, they eat it with, you know, beans or... 
Well, let's not piss off the 6% of listeners that we have that Listen, are from the UK. If you're listening and you're from the UK, your food is horrible. Okay, that's yeah. all I got to say. So let us know. Do you like fish sticks or is that an American invention? I know y'all love your fish and chips, but that's a totally different way of preparing that. They like biscuits with raisins in it. And what's wrong with a biscuit with raisins? Spotted dick and what's, all kinds what's of... What's wrong with bread with raisins in it? A little bit of cinnamon and raisin and a bagel. What's wrong with that? All right, Change. Yes, change. So speaking of which, so change can come in a thousand different forms, right? Uh, it can literally be because uh, you don't get your coffee in the morning. Your routine gets changed up. It could be because you have to move where you live because you're getting evicted. It could be a change in jobs. It could be a change in you got to buy a new shirt because your favorite shirt's got a bunch of holes in it and shit and it ripped apart. There's a lot of things that are changed, right? And when it comes to change, how do you deal with it? Because there are minor changes that go on in our day, and those minor changes might be just a slight irritant, or it could be a major change, like a relationship change or a job change, a where you live kind of change. Maybe your parents said, get the fuck out. We're tired of dealing with you and your trains. I'm just saying there's a lot of different changes that can go on, and they're all different varying sizes and irritabilities. But it does affect everybody different, right? Um. I guess, I, I guess it would say like depends on what you mean by different because I think it affects us all the same in some ways, but maybe yes. affects us differently in other ways. Yes, relatively speaking, depending on who you are and the issues in which you might have, right? I think there's there's some commonality to everybody dealing with change, but then oh, yeah. there's also individual things. So I mean, we're talking when we're talking about autism. There's things that are gonna uniquely impact somebody because they're autistic. Well. Yes. Will more likely impact them because they're autistic than somebody who's right. not. More likely, yeah. <clears throat> you're because right. there's certain things that may not bother me that much mm -hmm. when it comes to change, but may bother someone else more. It just depends on the person. Absolutely. And on that note, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, leave us a comment and let us know: Do you like change? Huh. And if you dislike change, what is it about change itself that you dislike? Uh, let us know if change doesn't bother you at all. Uh, and if it doesn't, let us know how you feel, uh, how you do that. Cause fuck every little change bothers me. I'm, I'm right? all for that plan to abolish the penny. <laughs> we should just get rid of it. Pennies are useless. They serve no purpose. You know, you know what's a, not that I'm going to change it. Costs it costs more to make the it. penny than they're worth. Yes. I, w I was going to say like there was a, there was somebody who proposed that not too long ago. Maybe it was 10 years ago. I don't know. Abolish I, the penny. Yeah. To completely get rid of everything under a quarter. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Yeah, there was somebody who actually proposed it because I guess in Canada they have dollar coins. We should just like, we should make it so that everything is just rounded up or rounded down, get yeah. rid of all fractions. Yeah. yeah. Why does something cost thirty nine ninety five? Nope, it is everything is just a flat even price. Right. Why do they do that? By the way, I don't know. is there any rationale for that? Uh. Maybe they probably make slightly more money at the end of the year with the extra. Oh, although if they rounded it up, they probably just. But like, I don't know. Right. And then you, what about in the in Europe? They have like the VAT tax. You know. Oh yeah, yeah the additional the value tax added thing. tax. It's like a sales tax, but it's in all of the EU, I think. Yeah, but it goes directly to certain things, correct? Yeah, it's like um, they use those taxes for certain things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like but I think the way it works out is uh, it's like a flat percentage or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I I looked into it years ago. I don't remember yeah. now. I'm having a so hard time remembering. But. If you're one of our UK listeners, yet again, I'm going to address you directly. Can you please explain what the fuck of that tax is for us? 
Actually, if you're part of the EU, right? You said anybody yeah, I know in the it's EU. A value added tax. That's all I know. Oh, okay. Well, somebody explain that fucker for me because I don't understand it. Although I may understand it, but still explain it to me. Um, but so change. Uh, one of the things I wanted to bring up about change, though, is like it affects everybody differently. At the same time, depending on what kind of stuff you got different about you, it can affect you drastically more severely. Like just talking about autism itself, uh, level ones, twos, and threes, it can be affect us. But like, if you're somebody who needs routine, regardless of what other differences you got, if you're a person who thrives under routine and that routine gets fucked for whatever reason, your favorite your favorite coffee place gets closed down, um, you know they're out of whatever uh, ingredient makes your favorite sandwich in the morning, and you always get that sandwich. Oh, every and I get day. pissy when a place doesn't have coconut milk. Really? That's one of your things? I mean, it's not like... And I'm not trying to put you down when I say really, but it, co- I mean, coconut milk? I'll get over it, but well, yeah. it's irritating. But how many of those those minor irritants in a day can you deal with before it starts to affect you? I don't know. Because that's part of change, Hard right? to quantify that. It's very hard to quantify, because depending on what the irritant is, right? And probably other other factors, like how, how oh, well yeah. did you sleep? Oh, yeah. Oh. What's your general mood oh, yeah. to begin with at the start of the day? Yeah. Like, so I guess that would all play into it, but. And all of those are actual changes, right? A lot of the times when people talk about change and how difficult change can be for people and how nobody likes it, right? Those are the parts about change that nobody really talks about is it's not just the identifiable moment, right? It's also all the other factors that tie into our ability to manage that change so our eating habits our sleeping habits did we drink too much the night before did we stay up and play video games too long um did we have a fight with our partner the day before uh all of these things did we forget to do our laundry earlier in the week and now we don't have our comfy safe pants to wear that day to feel more comfortable during the the move if you will or or going to an interview right like all of those things add to our ability or inability to deal with whatever the change is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm getting a little long-winded on this. It's just there's a lot of pieces that come with change. It's not just this, like, singular... Loving... I was I was going to try to explain my coconut milk thing. Yeah, please. But, um, Sorry, because I actually did ask. So... I am a coconut milk supremacist. I believe that coconut milk... <laughs> Is the superior dairy alternative to other dairy alternatives. And I don't believe in drinking nut juice. I believe that milk. (laughs) I'm serious. Coconut milk is the best milk alternative. Uh, It has healthy fats in it. All right. It's very, um, it's actually more hydrating than uh, dairy. Or like almond milk, and I also for some of the nut milks, they put um, they have to add extra chemicals to it to make it so it's homogenous, so it doesn't what? separate. Really? Yeah, they put like guar gum and other stuff in it. They put they put gums in, like xanthan oh. gum and oh, stuff like okay. that. They put they put different things in it to emulsify. Okay. And to homogenize the. When you said they add different ingredients, I'm like, hopefully it's not like well, toxic or no, some no, no, shit. No. But all like coconut are... milk, all you need is just. You squeeze the coconuts yeah. and you get you can just drink it. Right. 
Um, but with those other products, there's a lot more processing. Not that it's necessarily all bad stuff. It can be. It depends on which one you're drinking. Right. But uh, I also think that coconut milk tastes better. So. Oh. So, so, yes, that's why I find it irritating. And when people ask me, they're like, oh, well, how come you want coconut milk so badly? I'm like, because I'm a coconut milk supremacist. <laughs> it's the superior milk. It is. I'm sorry, but you also said you it's better than breast milk. Nut juice. I'm sorry, the 12 year old in me kicked up in my head. It's well, what is what is almond milk? It's nut juice. It's nut juice. I get it. I get it. Like all of all of everything you said was completely fine and factual. It's just a 13 and 13 year old in me just popped up and said, "Ha ha!" He said nut juice. All right, I'm sorry to detract the conversation. But no, no, no. It, ever, all of that is completely valid, actually. So because, I like coconut milk, and when a place doesn't have it, yeah. I'm like, "Why don't you have coconut milk? It's the best milk." And I'm I'm always surprised. There are certain. Hold on, before before we continue, <laughs> no, there are certain think, neighborhoods yeah. that you go to. So, for instance, when I lived in Providence. I lived in North Providence, and there were uh, cafes. A lot of them would have coconut milk. Even Dunkin' Donuts has coconut milk. Although I think theirs might be sweetened, but I prefer unsweetened. Because mm. um, if you add sugar to it, it actually changes the taste of it quite a bit. Um, yeah, there's lots of cafes, but you go to certain neighborhoods. Like there's uh, areas, like um, certain towns, it seems like you go to, and they don't carry coconut milk. And I don't know why that is. And when I ask the cafes there, they'll say, well... Uh, it doesn't sell. Nobody buys right. it. Nobody likes it. But you go to other places and they do carry it. Right. And a lot of people drink it. And I, I just think it's weird how certain areas seem to love coconut milk and mm-hmm. other places. I don't know why that is. It's just like, a, is Ooh. it a, a cultural thing? Is it just like the neighborhood? I don't know. I don't know. Like, what is it against the cocoa they don't is, like? Is there a lot of rich white women in the neighborhood that have the coconut milk? Yeah, but those milk? same places have soy milk and almond milk and all that other crap. You know, yeah. oat milk, which just tastes... Uh, that's a, a fucking. It is disgusting. I'm gonna say it. Oat milk is fucking disgusting. I know I'm t- pounding on the table, but oh my god, oat milk is horrible. Oat milk is a slight against God and the nipples that He gave us. Yes, to produce milk. Oh my god, it it is so horrible. Like every, although although uh, the super side note, my man. But to me, it ties into it because it's about oats. I can't eat Cheerios anymore. Why? Because every fucking time, no matter what type of fucking Cheerio, it gives me this horrible heartburn. Like, oh really? Un- bothered me. Oh my god! And it is an unbridled fucking heartburn, and it always tastes I think that's like your, fucking Cheerios. I think that's part of your soul dying for eating oats. <laughs> I think yes, I, yeah, a part of me dies every time I have a bowl you, of Cheerios. You were talking about that weird documentary with that woman who oh drank god, silver or whatever. The mother god lady. Oh, uh, love has won or some shit. Whatever that cult was. Well, th- there are some weird health food people yeah, yeah. out there. I don't know weird, but I don't know because I don't know how common this belief is. But I've heard and I've read there's a lot of people who don't believe in humans eating oats at all. They're like oats is like what originally oats were used for, you know, it's used for barn animals yeah. and stuff. They feed them to horses. And, right. And oats were never meant for human consumption, uh-huh. but then we just started eating them. Right. So I don't know how true that is, but there's a lot of people out there who say oats are not really good for you at all. At all? Yeah. Wow. We probably, that we shouldn't really be eating them. What What did that have to do with the Mother God cult people? Because they weren't they like into being all... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they like, were alternative medicine yeah, yeah, yeah. and weird diets. And yeah, they were anti-hospitals, which is why the, the leader of the cult fucking died, because nobody was smart enough to bring her to the fucking hospital as she was dying. So um, the, the subject of today's show is is not change. It's a conceive stand topic. <laughs> 
either way. But no, no, no. I mean, but that to me, granted, I have a I have a fucking ability to turn anything on the topic. Um, but I think that actually has something to do with change, too, because some folks in our community. um uh, I'm not going to quantify that. Some folks in our community um, have an issue with jumping around topics. They have to stay on topic. They have to info dump their special interest. And if you stray from their special interest, you will fucking lose them in a conversation, right? Small talk is not our best thing in the world, right? No, I, th- I think for me, it depends on what it's what I'm talking about. Uh, I can't speak for other people, but mm. if I am stuck on one of my special interests, then I right. probably won't shut the fuck up. That is a true statement. But... If like we're just Baldur's talking Gate, about three weeks, <laughs> if we're talking about whatever, I was trying to convince you that you should I, buy it. And then I ended up buying it because he was a fucking good salesman. And now I fucking love the game like a motherfucker. Yeah. One game of the year. Yeah. Well, the other day we actually played live and uh, we are going to play live again. We do I have a co-op the, game we're going to play. I think the voice acting was really great in that game. It too. was. I actually agree with you. I think a lot of the voice actors did a really beautiful job on it. Um, Everyone's in love with the uh, gay vampire. Astarian. Well, he's not really gay, but no, he has kind of these like uh, flamboyant tendencies, though. Like his character is a little flamboyant. It doesn't mean you're gay, but no, I was no, 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 no. I okay. So when I first saw the character, I had the same impression that at some point he's going to hook up with Will or Gale. I had that impression too. I think all of the characters are bi in the game, or at least because you can. Or there's a potential for it. You can romance them regardless of your sex or your gender, but. yeah, I think Asterion's just supposed to be... He's just flamboyant. I keep getting with Lizelle. Even yeah. when I say all the fucked up shit to make her not like me, I still end up hooking up with Lizelle. Yeah. You like, like, the option is still there. So you like you like uh, having a, a like a dummy? A well, dummy I, mommy? I've always been a big fan of William <laughs> Shatner, so I've always wanted to hook up with a green girl. <clears throat> oh, I thought it was... She's very, she's very assertive. She is. She she's is. just like, you will make love to me now. And you're like, yes. yeah, all right. Yeah, actually... <laughs> I mean, I am kind of a fan of women who are a little bit more assertive. Uh, I mean, my partner, uh, when we first got together, she was not so assertive or whatnot. Uh, But the more we've come to understand one another, the more I can take a step back. I don't have to feel like I have to be in charge all the time. And I actually give it up to her in her domains and she gives it up to me in my domains. So like last night we went to a play, uh, which, by the way, after after talking with you and chilling with you yesterday and uh, our attempt to do an episode yesterday, um, I was pretty cashed out as far as like fucking spoons goes. Right. Like my peopling was done. Right. But I had to go to a play because my daughter uh, was in a play, Annie Jr. And um, and and uh, of course, Natalie said, you have to go. And I went, yes. Remember, I told you once upon a time on the podcast that like Natalie has this thing that she'll only tell me I have to go to something when she really wants me there. Yeah. And this was one of those times. Right. And it's not that I didn't want to see my daughter's play. It's just there's a lot of people anyway. So um, but I was pretty cashed out with everything. That's what and, alcohol is for. Yeah. Unfortunately, not at a kid's play. Though. Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> we were at a kid's play and it was a middle school anyway. So um, I was pretty cashed for most of it. And me and her chatted, you know, when we were waiting for her to get dressed and uh, out of costume and stuff. And we were waiting in the hallway area and her biological father was there. And uh, Natalie and the biological father were chatting. Right. And I'm just kind of staring off, you know, just doing my best to kind of still stay in that hallway with all the people and all the different conversations I'm listening to. And I'm just trying to 
put on that masky face the best I can. Put and, on a happy face. Exactly. But I'm just standing there staring off into nothingness, trying not to make contact, eye contact with anybody or face contact with anybody. And um, he he goes to leave, uh, the biological papa. Uh, he goes to leave, and me and Natalie are standing there, and I'm, and I'm chatting with her, and I'm kind of like, I hope he didn't take it the wrong way that I didn't talk to him. I hope he didn't take that I dislike him or anything because I, I don't have a feeling about him one way or the other, truly. Um, and and then I stopped myself mid-sentence and went, but it actually doesn't matter because I was holding my shit together. I was dealing with my own shit and I was letting you, not letting, like allowing her to, but more of just taking a side seat to her, taking a step behind, back and letting her have her moment because theater is her thing, right? Theater is her her stuff, right? She's huge into theater. You know that. Yeah. And so they were talking about a play they did once upon a time, and they were talking about theater stuff and how it operates and what what different things in the play were going on. That's not my realm, right? So I Sorry. thought it was... For what? <laughs> some reason, you were talking about her being into theater and stuff, and I just pictured that meme with Willem Dafoe from Spider-Man. It was like, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. Oh. But it's like, you know, I'm something of a thespian myself. <laughs> Like, I don't know why that popped in my head. I'm just picturing it. Never mind. No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all, man. Uh, so, so like, I just, it, it was a moment where it was, that's her domain, her place. I didn't need to do what I normally do when I'm in those moments and I'm done, you know, people stuff, which is I dominate kind of like what I do everywhere else. I over dominate conversation to make sure I'm not feeling uncomfortable. But instead, I allowed myself to be uncomfortable last night while being in that hallway and, and just kind of, that's her place, so you know she should she should have the forefront in that. What that has to do with change at this point, I have no idea. I just we're going to call this episode minutes. "We're Off Topic." Yes, yes, we are. Um, but so to get on to, because I do actually want to talk about change because it is such a big deal. And when I read a lot of the stuff on our Facebook and our Instagram and stuff, and when I watch videos on TikTok, uh, a lot of folks. Talk about how much they dislike change so much. And, and it's kind of a universal thing. Nobody fucking actually likes change. Nobody likes it when things get different, right? But I think for our population, it's even more so because of how important routines are for us. What do you think? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think so. I don't really know what to say about that. I mean, <clears throat> yes. I mean, it is kind of hard to talk about, too. Routines are important for people. Yeah. I think routines are important for everybody. It's they just are. that for people on the spectrum, if our routines get interrupted, it uh, it's harder for us to move past the interruptions. Yes. But, like, you know, I think if, if having good and healthy, quote, air quote, yep. healthy routines as anybody, if you're a neurotypical person having a, some routines in your day, it's probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And and absolutely right. Everybody benefits from routines. Oh, there's something I wanted to say earlier. Oh, great! I just remembered because we got off topic again. Yeah, well, so you're talking about change, and yeah. um, I think we should talk about some of the the ways that people cope with it, cope with change. Yes, but I also wanted to mention that sometimes change is also necessary. Yes, because we're talking about the the downsides or the negative impacts ever, or people don't like change, mm-hmm. but. Sometimes people don't like change, but they still need the change. It's beneficial to them. Right. Whether yeah. that be like a bad habit, mm-hmm. a drug habit, or maybe uh, uh, a toxic or abusive tendency about yourself. Right. 
um, whether that be just something you're doing that's hurting, harming yourself in some mm-hmm. other way. Um, so those those times change is good. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, valid point to make. Dude. It still makes it's still not easy to make the changes. No, but those changes are going to be better for you in the long run. And <clears throat> as people on the spectrum, <clears throat> excuse me, I think that we need to be. Um, we need to just keep that in mind that uh, change is going to be difficult for us, but there was also a lot of times where we need some of that change. Right. It's a very valid point to make because absolutely we need change in life. I mean, there are times where we need it. Um, I find something that helped me a great deal, and I don't know if this would help anybody else, but I've always looked at myself as being a very practical person, right? And so I kind of lean into that when it comes to change or dealing with change or when I know there's a change that needs to be made. I kind of... I rationalize and I say to myself, uh, what's the benefit of sticking to where I am or embracing that uncomfortable change, embracing that struggle, that issue, that hardship that the change will create, that limited amount of time? What's the benefit of that, right? And is that benefit worth dealing with the uncomfortable that that change is going to bring about? Is that similar to you That's why I quit smoking. You know, I smoked for a long time for many years. Uh-huh. When I quit smoking, it was because I weighed out my options. Like, obviously, I use smoking as a tool to to for different reasons, to deal with stress or deal with whatever. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but I started to get a smoker's cough. I was smoking one to two packs of Newports a day. Wow. Yes, I was smoking quite a bit. Two I used packs to smoke, a day I used to smoke like a chimney. God um, <clears throat> I started to get a smoker's cough. Yeah. And I started to, to think about it. I'm like, is this really worth it? And it was really Ooh. hard to quit smoking. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. Yep. But I talked my way through it. I'm like, well, the long-term benefit, it's going to be better for me if I don't do this. Mm. So I... Yeah. So you were able to do it. Yeah. You were able to talk, practice, work yourself through it, cost-benefit analysis. It still was difficult, especially because right. of the addictive quality of nicotine. <laughs> but yeah. I had to force myself to avoid places that had cigarettes. Right. Um, if I was driving to like a Dunkin' Donuts or a Cumbies, I would not go inside. Right. Because then I'd be tempted to buy a pack of cigarettes. That's a really good way to do it, man. So if anybody's struggling with trying to quit smoking, um, he's got some good good ideas there. Avoid fucking places you're going to be tempted. Like, I just left the uh, a field of addiction counseling, and that's something we talk about in that quite a bit, um, is like, know your triggers, avoid your triggers if you can. Drinking. If you can't. Like, what? uh, sorry, because if you, if oh, you trigger, if, right. yeah, yeah. If you're, if you're out drinking with your friends, you're probably gonna be tempted to have a cigarette. Yeah. Those, any situations, uh, for me, the hardest part was driving. Cause I used to smoke a lot when I drove. Yeah. Um, so just driving, I'm like, what do I do with my hands? Uh huh. I'm usually like, what do you do now? So in that, there are so many, like you're talking about quitting smoking, right? Yeah. And that in itself is a big change, but there are so many other little changes that come with that. Right. Well, you're used. To, it's a habit. You're used yeah. to doing certain things, and it's also part of your routine. If you wake right. up, oh, I wake up, I, um, you know, I make my breakfast, I make my coffee, I have a cigarette, uh-huh. or I do this, this, and this, and then I have a cigarette. So the cigarettes are worked into your routine. Right. And then when you take those out, now you're like, what the fuck do I do now? Yeah. Especially like even something dumb. Like I used to smoke while I play video games. Yes. Yes. And then I was playing video games, and I'm like, I don't have a cigarette, but I didn't need it. <laughs> but it just. It's hard to get the over. The two that. go together. The same thing, and then there's certain things I associate with drinking. Mm. And then if when I want to cut down on drinking, right. I have try to avoid those things because I associate those things with. So, for instance, 
<clears throat> if you and I were to go out bowling, yes, I'd probably want to have a couple beers because I what the fuck I, bowling to me is kind of boring, right? So if or somebody wants me to go to the arcade, I'm like I probably gonna have a few beers at the arcade because it makes it more fun for me because the arcade's kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I don't like games, but because most of the games they have there are boring. As well as the social aspect, because there's going to be a lot of other people there too. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But yeah. so when I want to cut down on those things, right. I try to avoid those places. Yeah, uh, which is a valid thing to do. Um, shit, I was going to say. Oh, that's one of the things people don't understand necessarily about addiction. A lot they have tendency to think that the person just uses, and that's what they have to stop doing. It is a huge assortment of shit and habits, and it because it's not just one habit you're breaking. It's a shit ton of different routine and habits you're breaking just to stop that one thing you're doing yeah for addiction um, uh but it come that's a fuck ton of changes plus there's an identity shift change for that too you were a smoker now you're not a smoker and that's actually something you got to deal with is that identity shift too or you used, you used to go outside and talk to the other smokers or um I see i i i still smoke i have not quite quit yet him and my wife quit already i haven't done it yet um i still use it as a way to uh, um, step away from sensory issues um, without having to say, oh, the sound in here is getting me. Eh. And so I just kind of go, yeah, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. Uh, and I just walk away. I know I probably shouldn't use it that way. It probably fuels my addiction even further, uh, but it works. That way I don't have to explain to some people that I'm having uh, sensory moments. Yeah. Just saying. So, um, what does that have to do with what we're talking about? What? Um, I, I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say because oh. uh, when you brought you just brought up the the cigarette smoking thing, yeah. again, and I forgot where I, my oh. brain was headed. So, talking about <clears> drinking, <throat> talking about yeah, yeah. activities. Well, the, the 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 routine and the habits and everything. Yeah. I think um, as far as drinking, like if you're if you're somebody who is an alcoholic or you drink. Like, mm-hmm you drink every day you probably have other parts of your day that are centered around doing those things so yes. if you work and then you go out for happy hour mm-hmm. or you meet up with people so there's like you're losing maybe a social circle of people yes um that's what i was kind of where i was going with the smoking is for, yeah. like if you go talk to other people while you're smoking mm-hmm. uh but because when i used to smoke i had friends who smoked too yes <clears throat> like we so we did. would go i would have a cigarette with my friends mm-hmm. who also smoke right or if you go have a drink you're going to drink with your friends who smoke um, if you go to the bar, you go and hang out with the guys that you know at the bar mm-hmm. or people, you know, at the bar. Cause in my case, a lot of it were women that I hung out with, but right. you go to the bar and you hang out with the people at the bar that you, there's like a community mm-hmm. based around drinking. Yes. Just like <clears throat> at one point there was a community based around smoking. <clears throat> there's probably um, communities around doing everything. heroin. And there, is, there is, uh, or no, opium no, dens and nobody truly ever uses Alone. Well, most of the time, people don't use alone. Usually, they they know people that they use with or whatnot. Uh, I will say, I am the last uh, the last human standing when it comes to our friend group. When it comes to smoking, I'm the last one still smoking. Um, yeah, that bothers me sometimes. But then again, it gives me a couple minutes away from people, so that's cool too. I don't know. People, um, most people are social drinkers or drink more socially. Yeah, I would classify us as that. But I actually probably drink more alone, or I prefer to drink alone. Really? I thought you cut down most of your 
alone time drinking. Somewhat. Okay, <clears> cut <throat> down. I didn't say quit. I said but, cut down. Uh, I used to drink a lot by myself. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I was never truly into uh, drinking alone. I would um, play a game, a video game, or I'd mm. get into doing some video editing or whatever and just sit there and yeah. pound out a six-pack. Uh, me and an old roommate of mine, uh, we we would play, we would get to get together and pound a bottle of gin. Uh, and play Call of Duty on PS3 for hours on end. And that was kind of like a, a night, almost nightly routine for us. Yeah. Uh, well, no, not nightly for Jin, but nightly playing Call of Duty. I and think we- I think in, in my case, the reason that I started drinking alone as much uh-huh. as I did was just uh, the time where I started drinking a lot more by myself instead of with other people was just I, I didn't wasn't really spending time with people in general. Mm. It was the time where I was mostly alone. I didn't really... Most of my friends said... At, at this particular time, most of the friends I had in my life had moved away or were gone. Oh, okay. And so I didn't really have a lot of close friendships at the time. Yeah. And um, I also was recently out of a, a long-term relationship, so I didn't really have anything going on. And I think I just kind of filled the the time with drinking and... Filled the void. Yeah, I didn't have anybody yeah. in my life, didn't have any close friendships, so I would play video games and just get drunk. So so you grabbed your best friend beer? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was it happens. better than it happens. thinking about stuff or feeling feelings. <laughs> it was better than feeling feelings. Yeah, I mean, because then what would happen is I would get really drunk and then write really horrible poetry. So that's what I would do. I... In in the in when I was younger, and I drank a lot more when I was younger than I do now, uh, when I was younger, for me drinking i i didn't drink alone very often because i never tried to avoid feeling things but i had a really hard time socially fitting in if i wasn't inebriated and i don't mean like fall down fucking drunk like passed out kind of drunk but just i had to have like a step beyond buzzed and and then for some reason people tolerated me being around more So speaking of change, right? Yes. These, these addiction, addictions that we're talking about, um, or not necessarily addictions, but these substances we're talking right, about, right, right. can be a way to- Negative un- coping skills, if you will. I was going to say they're an unhealthy yeah. way yeah. to cope with changes sometimes. Yes. Um, like the when I was heavy heavy drinking, like I was uh-huh. just talking about by myself, heavy drinking, Yeah. I had a lot of changes going on. People were gone. Uh, right. I was out of a long-term relationship. So I was all of a sudden by myself- and how you dealt with it was drinking. <clears throat> yeah. That and uh, going to a gay bar. So, I mean, I will say that helped me too. That's when I started was, hanging out at Bobby's all the time. There was far less pressure when you go to, when you go to a bar that's LGBT friendly. Um, and, oh, and if anybody asks, well, what is a gay bar exactly? It's a bar where the people are not mostly hetero. That's how yeah, I'm I mean, describe there, it. This wasn't. Like the, the gay bar that we used to hang out at wasn't one of those gay bars where, because I've been to bars like this, where they have like like porn on the TVs and stuff like that. Have you, I, there was a gay bar that I went into once and they had like fucking dicks on the screens and stuff. Okay, I will say I've never been to that kind. Oh. Or the ones where they have like half naked dudes dancing on poles and stuff, which. Never they, been to that they kind. Ha- no, they have places like that in Providence. But I believe they probably this, do. This place that we're talking about is more yep. just like a regular bar. Right. It just happens to have. Um, more 
of the LGBTQ plus community right. that goes there. Yeah, that so, are patrons. So yeah. they have, there's like, you know, this, I want to say that the, the crowd is usually like maybe 50-50 or 50-50, uh, sorry, 60-40. Yeah. Something like that. So, you know, yeah, this yeah. is like a good mix of right. people. And, and a lot of the events that they held were, were much more um, <clears throat> LGBT centric. Yeah, they do like drag shows. Yeah. And they used to do fundraisers for different um, different parts of the gay community. Yeah. And, uh, so, I mean, it, it also helped that the, the, the manager and event coordinator was also part of that community and wanted to support that community. So we're not, we're not derogatorily saying well, the, it that The way. main reason I started going there yeah. was I had a friend when I was younger who has, uh, since disowned me for some reason. Okay. Uh, he's somebody who I used to be very close with. We used to hang out, um, several times a week and uh -huh. then he just, just disappeared. Never told me why. Oh. Yeah, he just stopped talking to me. But um, he was the first person to bring me there. And he actually brought me to a few other gay bars. And um, in retrospect, uh, I think he was questioning certain things about himself, which is whatever. I don't really care either way. But uh, I think there's he brought me to some of those places, and I think be, to deal with some of his own right. issues. But um, I started hanging out at that particular place because yeah. – um, I felt comfortable there. Right. Like I felt there, I felt like there was less pressure on me mm -hmm. to, to, there's no expectation for me to do anything. Right. And I don't like the atmosphere in certain, um, bars or clubs that you go to where there's like this, uh, if you're sitting around drinking with other guys and then they start making comments about oh. women or making comments so, about this or that, it makes me feel uncomfortable. So let's call those other places exactly what they are. Hetero, hetero bars. I mean, I was trying to avoid saying that. But. Yeah, 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 well, I'm not going to avoid it because we already identified the other one as being a gay bar or LGBT bar. So if you go into those so, quote unquote straight bars. Yeah, hetero bars, which, by the way, that's why I like going to LGBT predominant bars, too, is because I can't stand being at a stereotypical fucking sports bar or or fucking straight play well, I, uh, uh, it's club. it's all of the social interactions there yes. like you got some there's like all this expectation drunk like there's let's say there's some drunk women uh oh, being God. flirty with everybody or acting a little yeah. crazy or then you got guys acting creepy or pervy and mm. saying making comments about women and it's like that makes like if a guy turns around to me and he's like hey check out her ass <laughs> like that makes me feel uncomfortable yeah like, me uh, too okay? me too I mean, and, and not to say she didn't have a beautiful ass, but like, it's just really weird, especially when a stranger says it. Have you ever had that happen? Yeah. You got that really loud drunk guy who wants to be all handsy on you, but he's subjectifying a woman in the process of being handsy on you. Now, granted, I've discussed this on this podcast before. I don't like being touched. Um, like, I really don't like being touched. Right. So having some drunk stranger like grab assing on me and like fucking like hey buddy hey look how beautiful our tits are like why are you touching mine if you're talking about hers stop touching me yeah sorry i if those now, are one of those moments for me uh so yeah i mean i was just trying I, to avoid all of that this fucker i've gotta to... i gotta oh my god I was leaning down too far, Steve. I'm so sorry. My back was starting to fucking hurt. Okay. The hunchback of Connecticut. Yeah. The hunchback of Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, so my back was a little hurting there. All right. So anyway, um, like those are all to, to me, those are all moments of kind of what we're talking about in vague ways, but like still in that same realm of things, because like I, I had to completely change my environment 
which I didn't know how to behave. First time I ever went to a, a, a an all guy bar, actually, it was, it was straight up a gay bar. Uh, I think it was in Boston or maybe I was in New York. One of the two. One of the two of them. I'm not sure exactly which one. Um, but I was at one of them and somebody brought me there and uh, they they were they they identify as hetero. And uh, they brought me there. And uh, the, the first question I asked is I was walking to the bar because I was rather ignorant to going to a, a new environment or that environment. And I said, what do I need to know before we walk in? And they said, what beer you're going to have? And I said, I'm going to get the same beer I always get. And at the time I was I was drinking like Bud Light and Budweiser and that kind of bullshit. Right. Like generic domestic beers. And uh, walked in, ordered the beer, and actually the the bartender said, "Do you know where you are?" And I said, "Well, I didn't read the sign of the name of the place. I mean, I'll go out and read it if you want. I don't know the name of the bar, but you know, we're at a bar." And he goes, "Do you know what kind of bar this is?" And I said, "A bar for men who like men." And the bartender goes, "As long as you know where you are," and walked away. And, and I thought it was weird to say that because I even asked my buddy. I was like, why Why did he have to point that out? And he goes, I don't know. Maybe so you knew. What if you were uncomfortably being in a gay bar? And I was like, I'm here to have a beer. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? I'm just here to have a beer. I've, I've been to a bunch. Um, usually it was friends of mine because yeah. um, really uh, the Bobby's was really the only place that we that I used to just go on my own. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of the other places, other people brought me. So there was a quote unquote lesbian bar that I used to hang out at, but I had, I was hanging out with lesbian friends just that it happened to be a lot more gay women there. Yeah. So it was had a reputation. Right. Where it was known as a lesbian bar, right? Mostly gay women. Yeah. went to the bar. And so when I went there, I was usually not only one of the only men, but also mm-hmm. a straight guy. Right. But I was with a bunch of my female friends who yeah. were gay. So, um, I stumbled upon one, and what I mean by that is I didn't read the signs on the door that, that said for women, and apparently there was a sign on the door that said for women. I just saw, you know, the fucking, you know, neon sign in the fucking window that said, that informed me I could buy a beer, and I walked in, uh, asked for a beer, and uh, the person just kind of looked at me funny, but I didn't really pay attention to it too much. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't overt enough on her face for me to realize that there was a level of what the fuck are you doing here, right? But then somebody in the bar came over to me and, and was like, asked me roughly, you know, do you know where you are? And uh, I went at a bar. I'm having a beer. I just, I just wanted to get a beer. Just wanted to hang out. Um, and they were like, well, just don't hit on anybody. And I was like, why in the fuck would I do that? I'm, I just want to have a beer. I just want to sit here and be to my thoughts. And I'm, well, the, the I'm younger fine. generations aren't really doing that. So no, they aren't. There's they aren't. no, there's not much of the going around and hitting on people in bars anymore. At least not to the extent that the older generations, right. well, that mean, was how you picked up people is you went out to a club, yeah. you went to a bar or you went out some, somewhere, some social event. Right. And talk to some and random talk to stranger. Yeah. Nowadays, like with the, like Gen Zers and stuff, they, right. they're not really doing that kind of stuff. They're more just, you know, they meet people online or... Right. Okay, so grand, grandpa moment right now. Okay, Back grand, in my day. Yeah, granddad moment right now. My question on that is, and I'm not going to do the back in my day moment because back in my day, none by, of us oh, by the way, hit hold on, on women well. Real quick, before you say this, yeah. remember how um, I kept saying old man yells at cloud? Yeah. I was yeah. watching old episodes of The Simpsons the other night. <laughs> Last night, that episode came on, and it was Grandpa Simpson 
and they said uh, they had a, they have a clip of him in the newspaper, and it said old man yells at clouds. It's him. <laughs> and then later on in the episode, he yells at a cloud again. He's like, "I'll get you." <laughs> Something like that. But yeah, it just okay. reminded me of you. Yeah, yeah. So old man moment. Um, <laughs> so um, what was I going to say? Oh, right, right, right. Old man moment. <clears throat> um, how? How? I mean, you said online, but like. From what I understand, younger people don't like dating apps either. So how in the fuck do any of them meet each other? They, that's that's the neat part. They don't. How in the fuck <laughs> are we going to procreate? Like, how the fuck are we going to propagate this species? Declining birth rates, my together? friend. Oh, my good God. Seriously. It's like Japan. Fuckers, start making some mistakes. Go Japan get is a, a uh, geriatric society. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Really? Yeah, the majority senior. Oh, my God. Because nobody's having kids over there. All right. Look, none of us want to be that country. Well, maybe some of you want to be that country. But none of us want to end up to the point where we have more old people than young people, fuckers. Like, start hooking up and making some bad decisions. Um, no, like, so so I understand I'm a different generation. Like, I, I think I'm two generations separated from, from kids in their 20s right now. Um, and back in my day. <laughs> fuck yes yes okay i'm going to do a back in my day moment i need to bring up the tin can um, thing again <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so like i mean granted i i know full well as men a lot of us had tendency to hit on women in a very poor way in a very bad way i know that I'm wait 20 what years do you old, mean by no, that? separate i'm just kidding I'm 20 years separated now. I've learned a lot more. Uh, I've learned to. Well, actually, no. I stopped hitting. I don't think I was ever. 30s. I was never like I, what I think you're trying to describe. My, I don't think either one of us were super bad with it. I I was more of I just tried to be a smartass. Like I would yeah. make jokes or tease the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like I was trying to learn how to flirt in my late teens, early 20s, and I was never very good at it. I, at so all. the only time I ever did like the stereotypical, um. <clears throat> like go up and talk to a girl. Yeah. Well, not only time, but I didn't do that very often, but there were a couple times I did. There was right. one time I was out with friends and I thought this girl was attractive and uh, mm -hmm. I danced with her or whatever. So I went over to her afterwards and I was like, Hey, if you play your cards right, I'll let you buy me a drink. <laughs> <clears throat> but I was still trying to be kind of funny. So cliche. Yeah. So cliche. So I was, you know, I was trying to be smart ass. Yeah. Um, which I think she liked because she didn't remember. But you, you know how I met my ex-wife, <clears throat> and it's one of the only times I've ever actually hit on anybody. You told me the story before. I did. But I don't remember exactly how it goes. Should I tell everybody else? Sure. Great. I'm glad we're leading into that. All right. I, I'll I'll tell the quick version of it. So I had gotten uh, uh, one of my wisdom. Sorry, two of my wisdom teeth removed uh, the day before, and the doctor at the time said uh, you can't smoke for 24 hours. Okay, minimum 24 hours. So I was like, all right, fuck. So I got to stay up for 24 hours. I don't know why my thought process was I just have to stay up for 24 hours. So I went to the local casino. Mohegan Sun. I went to the local casino and um, I was walking around, walking around, walking around. You know me. I love coffee, right? Like I fucking drink it all. Whatever the do you mean? Yeah, I know. I drink it all the fucking time. Uh, but there was a little coffee place in there and there was this girl behind the counter. And for some god awful reason, I thought having double wisdom tooth extraction up for 18 hours at that point, hopped up on coffee. That's the time I decided it was a good idea to press my luck and try to hit on somebody, um, which I rarely ever did. Uh, and I and I barely stumbled through it. And her 
the way she describes that moment is she's the one who had to hit on herself to give me her number because I couldn't. Uh, apparently, I, I stumbled through asking for her number and I didn't quite get all of it out there. The sentence out there before she was like, oh, you want my number? Here you go. Oh, yeah, there was an- another time uh, I used to go to this ice cream shop. Yeah. And um, I kind of. You were to the malt shoppy. Well, it was it was a <laughs> it was a breakfast place, but they also were an ice cream place. Oh, so okay. like they they did breakfast and like yeah. brunch, and then they also had an ice cream stand attached mm-hmm. to it. Um, but the owners had two daughters who worked there, and I I had not really talked to them before. Like one of them I had talked to because she used to I, she used to wait on me a lot. Oh okay. But her older sister w- was a girl that I thought was cute. I mm-hmm. never really talked to her much, but I went there once with my friend to get ice cream. Right. And I said, hey, I'm gonna ask her out, and he's like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. So yeah. I just went up there and I said, hey, you want to get dinner later? There you go. And she said, sure. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay, it's that easy. I literally just went up to the stand and said, hey, mm-hmm. do you want to get dinner tonight? And we went out and got dinner. Yeah, awesome. And uh, uh, But yeah, it was just one of those things because I think guys think sometimes we overthink things. Oh, oh, we super overthink it. Like, because oh, she could have just said, it. no, I don't, I'm not okay. I don't, she could have just said, no, it would have been fine. Yeah. But and then you just walk away. Yeah. But yeah. it was, um, well, what yeah. if she's playing hard to get? Yeah, Fuck but off, also don't I think try. just walk I think away. People are well, obviously afraid of of rejection. Sure, but also afraid of um, being accused of being a creep or a weirdo. Because what if what if she what if she was completely repulsed by me? I went up there and she accused me of being some creep or some weirdo because I asked her for dinner. So, Likelihood of that is probably not very high, but maybe. you never know. You don't know uh, how people are going to react. There's always a risk. Like, how are they going to react? Always. Um, I, I will say this much. If if somebody walks up to anybody, and, and quite honestly, I think that's what the approach you just said is probably the best any guy should do. And I think that's exactly what every guy should do. If you find somebody attractive, you want to take somebody out to dinner or, or get to know them or whatever, just walk up, say hi, and just, hey, we're going to dinner. And if they say no, they're not rejecting yeah. you. They're saying no to dinner. I mean, so we were kind of strangers, but... We had seen each other around, so it wasn't like she'd like probably seen me around before. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like I was the first time I ever saw her. Right. But we'd never really had a conversation conversation. Right. So but it was more It seemed like there was like a little bit of a thing uh, there, you know? Oh, okay. So Does you were reading something off of it. It seemed like well, it's hard to tell sometimes because it's all right. subtle and yeah, I'm yeah. autistic, so I don't fucking know. <laughs> but it seemed to me like there may like she might have thought I was cute or something. But I don't know. All right. Well, Which I think she did because she said yes. Right. She must have found some appeal to you. And we went out a few times. No, I think you're right. Most men overthink the shit out of this. Yeah. I know I did when I was in my 20s. I tried I tried to be a clever joke. I tried to find a good compliment. Fuck that. In the end, it took... Well, actually, it took her figuring out what the fuck I was doing. I think a lot of... Um, I was going to say women, but I think just people in general... Yeah. Uh, like for the person to be a little bit confident and a little assertive. Not assertive, like as in pushing people's boundaries necessarily, but uh, because that's unattractive to a lot of people. So there's like a balance between being assertive and confident, but not being too assertive or cocky. Right. To the point where you're predatorial. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or just being too pushy. Right. Um, But yeah, I think people like, they find confidence attractive. So like if a woman comes up to you and confidently asks you out, you're probably going to it's probably, you're probably gonna be more likely to say yes. Yeah. Uh, if she's, if the person, if a guy comes up to you and you're a woman and you're into men and the guy comes up to you and, but he's all sheepish and kind of shy or acting weird or squirrely, 
you might think, well, I don't know, this guy's acting weird. You mm-hmm. might be kind of a turnoff, but if he comes up and he's confident and, you know, then you're probably going to be more likely to say yes. You know, uh, I'm going to say this because um, I've always observed this and also seen it in myself when, when those rare moments were that I, I approach somebody to try to hit on them. Um, men, if you're going to do it, try to do it respectfully. Don't immediately say, hey, nice shoes. Want to fuck? Don't do that. No. Well, it worked once for me, but don't do that. It was super rare that it'll ever fucking work. Anyway, don't do that. Um, at the same time, Ladies, even if he is the most unattractive human being on the planet, the fact that he was willing to ask you out and literally if he's respectful and says, hi, how are you? My name is. Whatever, Ew. Um, <laughs> would you like to go out? Can I take you out to dinner? Say respectfully say no. Don't laugh. And also don't go creep. It takes a lot for a human being to muster up the courage to do so. So do so like be respectful about it. If he's an ass fuck about it, then, you know, fucking treat him like shit and laugh in his fucking face. But if he is respectful about it and says, hi, my name is blah. Um, would you like to go to dinner with me? Be respectful. In return. I think part of the reason the younger generations don't um, aren't aren't doing that kind of stuff as much uh-huh. is because of that fear of those awkward situations Ooh. or um, not. I mean, everybody doesn't like rejection, like I said, but I think yeah, it's yeah. more of like the fear of. Uh, being put on blast. Yeah. Well, Richie, uh, Richie, our buddy who was on the show uh, a bunch of months ago, uh, I asked him this question. I asked him because I, I tried to advocate for him one night because he mentioned that he found somebody uh, appealing. Yeah. Uh, and I, I tried to advocate for him to go hit on her. Just go talk to her. Right. With no intention. I told him, go talk to her, but with no intention of like trying to pick her up or nothing like that or, or yeah, try to get to see there. how it goes. Yeah. Just talk to her. And he actually said, my generation doesn't do that. And I, and I was perplexed by it because, again, I'm an old man. Um, and so I asked him a little bit about it. And he explained it this way. And it has something to do with the awkward thing you just talked about. It also has to do with not wanting to seem, seem like you're a creep because apparently in his viewpoint, or at least the way he explained it in this one conversation, in his viewpoint – um, you're either a creep or a friend. And I thought that dichotomy, that that extremism viewpoint was really I think, odd. Uh, from the, and I'm speaking partly out of my ass because I'm not a woman, but I think on the women's side of it, for the younger generation, there's yeah. also, I don't th- think they, they don't want to feel like there's some sort of expectation to have yes. to respond to you. Yes. So if you come over and some guy's talking to you, now you feel like obligated to either... Um, try to be polite mm-hmm. and decline them or tell them to fuck off. And then you come across as being like a, like a, like an asshole. Yeah. Or you end up in a conversation you don't want to be part of. Right. So I think there's, there's a social, like, especially if you're a really Agreed. attractive girl and you have guys talking to you all the time, I could, you, you would probably get like sick of dealing with guys oh, trying God, to talk yeah. to you. So you're like, all right, just leave me the fuck alone. I just want to have a drink or I want right. to have my pizza and be left alone. Yeah. So I think there's that aspect to it as well. Absolutely. On the other hand, obviously, if you're a guy and you never approach anybody, then like, how are you ever going to? Right. I mean, it's definitely a skill to have a conversation, especially that kind of conversation with somebody. And I will say um, most of the time, sorry, most of the time when when I've ended up having interactions with women that turned into something more, it was never I didn't like 
kind of what you said to Richie. I didn't go into it with any expectation. I was right. just talking to somebody. And if it wasn't like I was intending to hit on them or trying to mm-hmm. pick them up, it was just, Ooh. hey, what's up? How are you? Like right. just talking to somebody. Because I, I tried to, when I was in my 20s, I think I had more of that mindset of trying to pick people up. Yes. When I started to get yes. a little older in my later 20s and my 30s, it was more so I just talked to everybody. It, it doesn't matter if I found them attractive or unattractive. I just had conversations with people. And then if I started to yeah. um, connect with somebody, then you can try to... Right. Then you move it another direction. You you <clears throat> decided to drop the goal yeah. or the intention. Well, I think when it. you're a younger man, and maybe this is just how I was raised, or maybe, I think a lot of guys maybe are... I don't know if they're in, in Richie's yeah. generation if they feel this way, but at least... In my generation, right. I'm a millennial. Yeah, we were raised with this sort of expectation: as you had to go out and like pursue something, you uh-huh. had to go make something happen; otherwise, it wouldn't happen. Yes. Yeah. Well, that, that's what I mean. Goal in mind. Yeah. Right. And and I had that for a long time too. And uh, oh, real quick, I was going to say this before: uh, if there are any uh, women who are listening to this conversation, and as Steve said, uh-huh. he might be talking out of his ass because he's not a woman, and he gave a perception possibly as being a woman. Um, if you agree or disagree with him, let us know because we need that education too. We need to understand how somebody yeah. else thinks too. But I was going to say, uh, you know who gave me that advice about just talk to somebody. Don't have any intention? Uh, no, I don't. I, the wise man that I've talked about multiple times, his name is Evan. I'm not going to give his last name because he might not want his last name out there, but he's actually the one who gave me that advice. In my early 20s, because just like a lot of men, I thought I needed to have an intention behind it. I thought I had to have a goal. You know, it was, ooh, but I want to pick her up. I want to go on a date with her. Don't walk into it with that idea. Walk into it with the, only the idea of, hi, my name is, and that's it. Everything else you figure out as you go. And um, uh, several times uh, it was, hi, my name is Nick. And the other person goes, okay. And so then I just walk away, right? Because obviously that didn't go anywhere. Um, and But he's the one who gave me that advice. Very, very smart guy. Uh, if you ever end up meeting him ever, very smart guy. Uh, he happens to people well. So there's that. Um yeah, we need to wrap up. Yep. Yeah, we do. Uh, it's about that time. Uh, so. So change. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's so all right. As, as we always do, uh, we strayed from our topic. But you know what? It's going to happen because that's who we are as human beings. We make associations. We move forward, right? The heart uh, wants just, what it wants. Exactly. That's just who me and Steve are. I, I prefer um, the Selena Gomez method. So. Man, this thing is like tilting down again. Anyway, oh. I'm going to fix it in a minute. Um But uh, if you like, dislike, agree, or disagree with anything we said today, please leave us a message. We do want to interact with our audience. We do. The only way we're going to know what we're doing uh, well or not well on this show is if we have interaction with our audience. So talk to us about what we've talked about today. Give us some feedback. Let's start a conversation because I think both sides of this conversation are very important when it comes to the flirting. We're making connection with people or change, whatever. Now, what to title this episode? We're 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 sexy. We're seductive. We're addicted. Uh, uh, we're <laughs> off topic. <laughs> we're changing. I don't know because there's too many topics. But um, okay, I'll figure it. It's okay. I I think we predominantly talked about like flirting. And, well, for the at least co- making second half of the episode. Yeah. So, um, all right. I don't know. We're stuff. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'll fi- I always figure it out. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. All right. All right. Thanks very much, everybody. Have a great day. <laughs>